You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics. I'm your host, Dimitri Vitsa. I'm the CEO and founder of Rock, Paper, Scissors, a music tech PR firm. And here at the Music Tectonics podcast, we look beneath the surface to look at the different trends in technology and innovation that are changing everything in the music industry. And I'm really excited today because I have... Fabrice Sargent, the managing partner from Bands in Town, a great uh, platform for um, all things touring, but so much more. We'll find out now. Fabrice, how are you doing? Hey, Dmitry. I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Hello, everybody. It's a pleasure. Fabrice is uh, calling in from New York, where he's based, and uh, I think we should just kick it off. I'm assuming that a lot of our listeners know about Bands in Town, but just explain the Bands in Town model just overall to start, and then we'll get um, updated with what you've been up to. Well, Bands in Town is a music marketing group that helps uh, connect essentially music fans, uh, artists, and uh, brands who want to interact with music fans using music as a passion point. We do that through the famous app that uh, I hope uh, everybody know and use and hopefully love that that helps um, find out when your favorite artists come to town. And that's the Benzin Town concert app. We also have this uh, Benzin Town for Artists platform, which enables artists to publish uh, tour dates and directly engage with their fans. Uh, and we, we offer this worldwide marketing solutions called Benzin Town Amplified. Uh, which enables essentially to to market fans and to to engage with fans um, using uh, music context. You know, I'm going to go ahead and follow up on that last one. Um, what does that mean exactly with bands bands in town amplified? Well, we we have um, so our reach we reach um, overall 130 million music fans per month, unique fans per month through. Uh, this, um, you know, this overall uh, platform. Um, within that platform, uh, you know, we, we do have 50 million registered users that uh, are registered to the Benzin Town app and, and, and app and emails and, and, you know, using the various form of access to Benzin Town. Uh, about 500,000 artists that have opened an account on Benzin Town for artists. And then the rest of the users are, are music fans visiting sites that we don't own, but we help monetize. So it's it's a that's that's um, that's why we chose to focus really on let's call it a niche, which is uh, passion for music, music enthusiasts. But we are trying to offer brands and our clients like a scalable solution, certainly a worldwide solution, and a very relevant solution to market music fans using, uh, you know, music taste as a way to, to, to reach, to reach them and, and a way to communicate with them. Well, this is interesting. I, I introduced you talking about a touring platform and the, the, the band, uh, the app is called Bands in Town. The company's called Bands in Town, but the way you describe it is broader than just touring. Um, is it true that the initial emphasis was kind of a platform for syndicating tour dates, for letting people know um, in kind of in real time when bands that they already like are coming near them? Yes, yes. The, 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 essentially, the starting point was that, the, the, you know, first of all, the app started a long time ago on Facebook and, and we acquired actually a Facebook app called Benz in Town as, as mobile uh, 
publishers. Um, but at the time, you know, so the, the app was very much focusing on enabling artists to, to post tour dates to their fans. What, what uh, my partner and I, Julian, uh, wanted to build is some sort of an equivalence to Fandango for, you know, what Fandango is, is helps you find movies right. for, for live music because we, we really, um, you know, we've been working and, and we've been best friends for, for more than 20 years, I should say. And what really, you know, makes us be so far together and, and, and be such best friends is, is, is our giant passion, our shared passion for live music. And so we did, we couldn't find a guide that that would enable us to discover shows, find tickets, just as easily as there was on um, for, from one for movies. So so that's that's the original. That's the, you're absolutely right. The starting point was how do we help artists being discovered, and how do we help fans go to more shows? And that's, and, and that's still what we do passionately and at at um, at scale, by the way. <laughs> Right. But what I hear in, in the subtext of, of how you introduce the company now is that you've now taken this concept that you are collecting these tour dates from the artists and so forth, and then pushing them out to, to, to fans that are relevant at relevant times. So now you've created this bridge between the artists and the fans, uh, primarily around touring. But then on top of that, you're amplifying those tour dates even further with partnerships elsewhere on third-party sites and platforms. And so now you have this other bridge that's created where you can now help those artists reach the audiences of those third-party platforms. They're, they're, you're displaying tour dates there, but now there's this other opportunity. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It's it's through, um, I mean, most recently, let's let's pick that uh, as it's, we just announced a partnership with Billboard. Um, and Billboard uh, just announced that they're going to position and use Bands in town tour dates across their web properties in and contextually. So, so it's live actually. You can check it for yourself. Um, they now have artist pages where you can find the, the tour dates of such artists. So, yes, that's one way that uh, we found to expand and and our reach. The other way is uh, is by uh, bringing unique monetization solutions to sites that are really focused on. Uh, music um, and for that we we partnered with the largest music streaming companies um, you know the biggest names on the that, that have activities worldwide we partnered with them to to create a very very unique um, ad unit uh, that that's it's essentially a music player that we also offer to to these uh, websites and mobile websites and apps um, in which enables these music streaming companies to, to find new subscribers. So, so, so we, we really help essentially brands, music streaming companies, event promoters, um, you know, music advertisers in general, like lay music labels to um, advertise contextually um, and, and to really engage with passionate music fans. That's that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to do that at scale and globally. So you're giving up a, a pla an advertising platform where, where people can get their ads onto uh, websites that are music specific, is that correct? Correct. And then in addition to that, 
you're driving fans to go back to subscribe to some of the streaming services and then monetizing that way as well. Yeah, every day, you know, so in general, Benzin Town drives about 500,000 people every day to to ticketing websites. Each of each of every day, five hundred thousand. Um, we we help. I cannot really disclose numbers, but you know, very large number of uh, people indeed with, to to discover music streaming offers. Um, we also help merch companies. So we we are essentially helping the music ecosystem uh, monetize um, and and find new new clients. Um, but and but at the same time, the good thing is that all the services we provide to the artist, all the um, you know the CRM platform that we provide uh, to the artist for free, what what I call benzene down for artists, all this platform uh, is not is not uh, is offered for free, and and so we contribute value to the artist. We are not extracting value from the artist. We're extracting value from the rest of the ecosystem. What does the artist do from this uh, this artist platform? So they so about five hundred thousand, a little bit more, um, have taken the time to register on this artist platform, and, and it's obviously the artists, their teams, the labels that potentially manages their digital life. But in general, it's sixty five percent, seventy percent of all artists on tour at any moment of time in America. And what they what they do is it. They can first of all, first and foremost, they, they publish their tour dates. So that's the and and we hope that by publishing it once on Benzintown, they understand that it goes for sure. It's going to be surfaced on Benzintown. It's going to go. We have specific agreements with Facebook, with Google, with Alexa from Amazon. Uh, now with Billboard. So it's not only Benzintown. It goes everywhere, and that's um that's a that's. That's the first, let's say, basic use usage that they have of this platform. Um, then we provide them for free, very convenient tools to enable them to display their own tour dates on their own media properties. So on their website, on their mobile sites, on uh, their Facebook page. And we even provide them with a landing page that they can post on social networks or display on Instagram. And the beauty is that they have nothing else to do but just to take a small piece of code and, and embed that code. Um, and automatically, the dates that they published once on the platform will show up with the right ticket link um, and the ability to you know, follow them and, and, and everything that goes with it. So it's, it's, it's a time saver on one hand. It's also for them an opportunity to sell many more tickets because... At the end of the day, that I know that this is what they want to do. So this is what we are trying to help them do is to sell tickets. And, and you know, from the team's point of view, it's a way to manage discrepancies. So the dates are the same across all platforms. There, there's no, you know, Benzindam becomes the official repository for their, their tour dates. So that's, that's one big side of the platform. The other side is related to insights. So we provide them a lot of insights for free. We have we collect data from the fans. For example, things like Play My City. The fan can ask artists to come and play um, in a specific city. We provide them with a heat map that shows where their fans are. Um, are. We right. provide them with 
RSVP numbers and ticket sales. So they can see a lot of things related to their touring life. And lastly, but not least, um, we offer them for free a tool to message their fans on Benz in Town. And when they send a message, 100% of the message goes to the fan, contrary to Facebook, for example, which asks you to pay to do so. So 100% of the messages go to fans. Um, and it goes to fans via email or via push notification on the phone. So it's pretty powerful. Uh, and that gives them another way, another audience, if you want to interact with. And usually this audience on Benzin Towns are the super fans. They are the, the core fans, if you want. So it's a very interesting audience to engage with. Yeah, that sounds like a, a really cool set of tools. Um, have you have you seen or heard some success stories on the Play My City? Because I've seen a lot of kind of apps and platforms emerge that say that they're able to do this, and it's always the the how do you build up Ooh. enough fans and enough bands to know that this is really going to work? But in your case, you already have those. Uh, have you seen some some cool success stories come out of that? Well, we've been um, collecting and and asking the fans these questions for a while. For the first time, like very soon, I'm talking about it because in July, we will uh, surface that back into the, um, into the Benzinton for Artists um, platform. So, so artists and their managers can really check this out. So the short answer to your question is no, because we, we've, we've really not you know, put some focus uh, on this for probably right. the reason that you mentioned. Now, we think it's a nice, uh, it's a nice way to interact with the fans. Uh, now with our new, let's say, revamp solution around Play My City, artists will be able to push on Instagram stuff like, like they're going to push it, that, that call to action, they'll be able to push it on Instagram um, to see if there are locations that people want to, you know, where, they, where people want to see them. Um, it's a, just a way to engage with the fans. I'm not saying that it's, it's going to change the routine necessarily. Um, we, 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 you know, we're, we're a platform, so we're offering them tools. We'll see if that's efficient or not. Um, I'm pretty convinced we can, we will see nice and interesting stories. Yeah, cool. No, I mean, it makes sense. If that's the, if that, if, if you are the platform where these exchange of information between artists and fan about tour dates is happening, it sure seems like it's the right, the right place to, to test it out. I have another question. Um, when you were talking about how you publish tour dates in at Facebook and Google and through Alexa and so forth, um, and also create widgets that uh, the artists themselves can use. Uh, I wanted to know if there are startups out there that want to surface tour dates, is there an API available to them as well? Yes, yes. There, there is um, absolutely. If you go to the uh, manager.benzintown.com, you, you'll be able to find sections that describe how to upload uh, tour dates, if that's the case, where well, yeah, you could bulk upload tour dates. So venues are uploading tour dates. We are, we're getting tour dates from many different sources, actually. So venues can upload tour dates. Uh, ticketing companies can provide tour dates. Artists, management companies can bulk upload tour dates. So yeah, there are plenty of tools. I'm actually talking about the other direction. 
So if there are websites or apps or platforms that just want to display tour dates and they, you know, they, they're looking for kind of like a big yes. source for as many tour dates as possible, can they use an API or something? Uh, the one that's called the public API is just valid for three months and for no, no commercial purposes. So that's, that's, uh, that's a way to build a pilot and, and to use it uh, in a very, um, you know, non-commercial environment. If, uh, you, if, but of course we do have an API for partners, which, um, we can offer grant access to. So if there are startups or whatever, we're, we're not in the business of selling data. So, so, but if there's a good concept and something that, um, you know, we, we, that doesn't compete obviously with Benz in town, that's, we be, we are happy to provide access to the API. Awesome. Great. Uh, we could hear a little bit of New York in the background there. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, great. So I think we've got a good picture of kind of what, what you, what you do now. Um, are there things that are emerging coming up? What's the, what's, what's, what's next, uh, that that's coming from bands in town? Well, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to expand internationally. So one thing that we, we did a year ago was to translate the app in, in different languages, like six or seven. Um, since then, several markets really took off. I mean, it's obviously, Benzintan was used organically in different markets in English, uh, especially by the artists, actually. Uh, and we want, and we, but this is accelerating big time. So we're focusing on Japan, UK, France, Germany, uh, Spain, so this kind of, uh, so it's also available in Italian, Portuguese. So we, we have people on the ground now. We have people in the UK and France and Germany in Tokyo, uh, to help us grow. Um, we, we feel that there's an, there are more and more international touring artists, not only Americans, uh, but, but international artists. So we owe them to be able to surface their toilets in context where, you know, far away from home. So, so that's, that's, that's one of the, interesting challenge that we set to ourselves and growing quite nicely. That makes sense. Yeah. At, at music tectonics, we talk about the seismic shifts happening beneath the surface. And one of the shifts that we identified is that music is more global than ever. And it's easy to see in the digital market, uh, place because with the shift from physical to, to digital, to streaming, you have this super efficiency. You don't have to move this physical product around anymore. Um, with touring, it's still a challenge, but uh, obviously platforms are, are helping with that type of thing too, where people can get the data flow of where to play and let fans know where they're playing and so forth it makes a lot of sense. So I, I, uh, I get that. That fits with a, a, you know, the, a trend that we're looking at overall is just how much more connected we are across territories. Correct, and and that's uh, also that helps them create a following. Um, it creates also so lots of uh, venues promoters are looking at Benzintown also as a source to check uh, the viability of booking a certain artist. So it's fairly common in the U.S., but it's starting we're starting to be um, well known and perceived in in all the, all these countries. So yes, for let's say an international artist showing. You know, past tour, past tour dates on bands in town, and and you know, certain kind of venues definitely helps being booked at uh, the international level. It's it's kind, of, it's kind of a passport if you want to. That makes sense. To tour, so so yeah, so that's that's one of the and we the other the other initiative we're still working on. That's not very new, but we are um, extremely passionate about it. So I'm 
really tried to mention that is um, everything we do for emerging artists. So in my, my opinion, the live music is one of the last real tribal experience, if you want. So one of the experience that brings us all together. It's interesting also because it's also one of the last uh, resort of freedom of speech because that's on live music, you are, there's much less censorship than in movies and TV, in, uh, you know, many different book publishing, whatever. So we, we're very proud, frankly, and we feel, we, we, we feel it is our mission for, to help um, developing artists. Um, so I'll share with you a number that I'm, I'm super proud of. Um, three years ago, uh, 36% of the ticket clicks, the 500,000 ticket clicks that I was talking about every day, the, the 36% of these ticket clicks went to sh shows of artists of less than 200,000 followers on Benzin Town. Uh, today, it's 50%. So today we're sending half of uh, the 500,000 people we send to ticketing company every day to shows of artists of less than 200,000 users, followers, which, which is a way to say that it, these are shows of artists that are, you know, mid-size, let's call it mid-size, small to mid-size. Um, and, and we are doing this through our, through our algorithm, but we are, we are working very hard to, to your point on what's next to, to continue to improve the technology, the experience. We also launch our big break development program to, to help uh, emerging and developing artists. It's a, we, 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 we're never going to give up on that fight, if you want. This is an ongoing fight that takes lots of our resources, energy, and passion. Why do you do that? Why, why? I mean, you're saying the algorithm almost is, is kind of um, sort of subjectively pushing people towards that. And I'm yeah. curious why that's a mission for you. Because the, the, it brings diversity in culture. It's, 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 it's having impact on society. I think it's, it's really, um, first of all, from a value standpoint, if you think about it, yes, we do a lot of people when, beyond, when the large artists come to town. And, and usually people, once they use bands in town, admit, 70% of them admit that they hear first about a show from bands in town. So be it a large artist, a small artist, they hear it from us. And, and that's fine. But clearly, when we recommend, which is where we are so different from anybody else in the marketplace, you know, neither Spotify nor Facebook nor, you know, you name it, uh, have such a sophisticated recommendation engine. Uh, when we recommend and our voice is strong enough so that it can be trusted, uh, we, we, we do bring much more value than we, when we just alert. So, so the, the why is pretty simple. For the fans, it's more value because we help the fans discover artists they didn't know. For the artists, it helps them grow and, and you know, flourish. Um, and overall, for society, as I said, you know, it's a privilege to be able to think that we can have an impact on culture. So so things pretty cool. <laughs> it's extremely cool. Um, you know, another... Another one of our seismic shifts that we talk about are self-driving self-driving artists change everything. I think we're going to see more and more even traditional record label negotiations change as a result of the fact that more and more artists want to maintain ownership, if not of their masters, at least of their career decisions. <laughs> and uh, it's interesting to hear your philosophy behind this um, because 
Um, I think we're going to see there's more music than ever as well, substantially more music than ever, um, certainly on the recorded side. And uh, I think that's going to continue increase on the performance side as well, because I think more and more people have tools for learning to play and building careers and so forth as well. So, I mean, I agree with you philosophically about uh, bringing that diversity and, and culture into the mix. Um, absolutely. And uh, it's just intriguing to hear from a business perspective because, you know, you, you sometimes run into where you've got a philosophy, but then you have these financial pulls to, to do right. things. No, you're right. But it's, it's uh, look, if you know, if you want to plug the economics into that, um, there's a, at least a high level way to say that if this market is going to double or triple in the next 10 years, which is pretty much now every analyst predicts. Uh, it's not only double. It's not going to only double or triple using um, on the basis of the existing artists. Uh, just simply because mechanically the existing artists cannot produce more than a certain number of songs and single and you know shows every year. There's this kind of a, almost there's no physical limitation for recorded music, but there's creativity and human limitation which is good in a way. So there will be, yes, there are more and more songs. Um, some said too many. There are more and more artists. Um, I, I, overall, I'm thinking that's what we need to grow this business. And that's good for diversity. And that's good for freedom of speech. And that's great for the fans because they can interact and discover new songs, but also new people. Because I'm, I'm as much passionate, frankly, as personally, as, as a fan, as as I am as passionate about the artist as I am about the music. And I think that's, that's part of what we want to convey with Benz in town is that there are people behind the music and they are just great. And so that's, that's, um, so I, I think it's all the star aligned. It's not only a philosophy economically. You'll see that uh, in the next 10 years, that many, many new artists will emerge and develop and grow, I think. Yeah, that's great. Um, that's great to have your perspective on that. I, I want to back up and just ask you about that that statistic. The market will double or triple. In what time period and where are we getting this data from? Well, there's several uh, uh, forecasts. There's been one that um, had been published by Goldman Sachs, and I know they're working on uh, new updated new updated uh, forecasts that apparently will be more optimistic, even more than than. Um, than what they had published in 2016. Um, at the time that that kind of forecasted that uh, by, by 2030 it will it will double overall. And are uh, we talking about recorded music or we're talking or? about everything? So essentially, live music is growing by nine ten percent a year. Uh, recorded music is growing much faster. Overall, um, you know it's, that's 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 why it's in include merch and and licensing and stuff. You know, they, they, they believe that it may grow from 50 to 100 million and 100 billion, sorry. And, and maybe that's, that's even more than that. Got it. Yeah, I'd seen the Goldman Sachs thing. I was just curious if you were talking about live music. Um, but that, that makes sense. I mean, they do go hand in hand as well. Okay, so um, when we step back 10,000 feet from this, um, what are some of the things you think about around innovations and the future of, of touring and ticketing and any other kind of experiences related to the, the aspect of the music industry that you guys are in? Oh, that, that's, that's a very good um, topic. It's, it's, there will be a lot of innovation. Um, there's, it's just moving quite fast. 
um, sometimes in the background because people not the fans don't necessarily realize it. But everything that's being done by ticketing company around presence, uh, like Ticketmaster, around identification, personal identification of the fans, so that they can be serviced at, at the location of the event at the venue. So there's, there's a lot of progress to be made around that, um, and and that's happening right now. It may help also fight against fraud and. So, so all of this is, is super exciting, I think, from both the fan, the fans and the artist side, the industry. Um, I can see also things that, um, that are just um, changing fast around um, live streaming. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I know it's been a debate. It's something that <laughs> was kind of a hope uh, several years ago, did not happen. I think the quality of the streaming, the um, evolution of the consumer base, in other words, m- more younger people getting uh, old enough, let's say, to to watch and to appreciate that online. Um, I-, I see more interest for live streaming. I see more interest also from the venues, from the festivals, to, to really offer qualitative live streaming alternative to those who cannot attend a show. As far as I'm concerned, I, I, I can watch and observe that as an industry observer. I'd be happy to take advantage of it from a business point of view. There are people who are adding already live stream dates at the same time as they are adding tour dates into Benzin Town. So, mm-hmm. you, may, so you may get an alert when the live stream starts. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, as I said, I'm observing because I feel that nothing is nev- never going to replace the physical live event right. <laughs> experience. And so um, I think it's complementary, but that's interesting. I mean, it's everything around that plus VR, you know, this, this whole group of things are, uh, can be exciting. Um, that's that's uh, yeah. So things are th- things are going to continue to evolve. I'm not. I think yeah. we're not done. Yeah, yeah, cool. Hey, uh, are there particular live streaming platforms or apps that you're seeing getting more traction than others, especially in terms of people who are posting stuff within bands in town? No, it's very diverse. It could be venues. I like the venues who like to see themselves as like a studio. It's it's mm-hmm. not. Uh, it's interesting. They. Uh, it could be festivals, obviously, who are by far the biggest uh, driver. Um, you know, apps like Live X Live uh, are trying to explore uh, this kind of um, new markets and businesses. Um, and then you have other things. Um, um, I'm thinking of uh, specific um, um, specific performances that you know, artists may consider for promotion purposes. So I think it's all over the I don't think it's it's necessarily one. Uh, Benzintown just opened a studio in New York. So, you know, if, if some artists or some of your clients are are, are are eager to get some promotion, we we are happy to live stream them. So who knows? Very cool. Yeah. Now, I was just curious if you're seeing like, you know, YouTube live streams or Facebook live or Twitch or things like that actually popping up in tour schedules. Well, but Twitch, it's- yeah, they do. They all, I mean, even TV stations are adding schedules on Benzin Town. So like, oh, wow. if a music artist goes on air on TV, traditional TV, some are smart enough to put that into Benzin Town so that fans can be alerted that their favorite artist goes on air. And that's fine. You know, I'm very, you know, very comfortable with that. So, so 
I, I think tuning of a whole is an, is an interesting, uh, you know, future for some of the from some of the music and uh, industry and and so we, we we can help yeah for sure yeah that's great great well fabrice thank you so much for joining me on the music tectonics podcast great to get an update on everything that bands and towns up to love to get to hear more about your philosophy so i really appreciate you coming on the show dimitri thank you very much for having me today i'm also i admire a lot what all what uh you and your company do and and you know wish you good good luck for for the future uh, let's 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 connect soon that sounds great thanks so much fabrice and thank you for listening to the music tectonics podcast if you could please hit subscribe right now on your favorite podcast listening app and make sure to check out musictectonics.com we have blog posts additional uh, podcasts posted there and information about our upcoming conference the music tectonics conference taking place october 28th and 29th in los angeles if you sign up for our newsletter you get a 50 dollars discount there so i hope you can join us there and keep listening You're listening to Music Tectonics.